All right, it is time to roll. What does that mean? Infamous. Oh, Dusty. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, is not just famous, he's infamous. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dad Shorts Podcast, where I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> That's just my game. I see where you're going there. <laughs> I am Scott Ragsdale. And I am Zach Holden, and joining us today in studio is... Scott Insminger. Scott, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, job title, number of kids, all that other fun stuff. Okay, well, I'm on staff at Christ Church of Orinogo. I've uh, been on staff for in December. It will be 20 years. Uh, that's right. That's awesome. It's a long time to be... A lot of people have to put up with me, so <laughs> been doing that for 20 years. My title right now is Director of uh, Adult Ministries, but I also oversee and kind of supervise student ministry and children's ministry and early childhood and all that. So I kind of kind of an age group guy of all of that. So that's what I do. I have two kids. Um, our son will, be, will turn 25 in August, and our daughter is 19, so she'll be 20 in November. So it's crazy is when I, I met Scott because I had first started volunteering at Christ Church in the children's ministry and Caleb was in like one of my first groups and that's like, that's old now. <laughs> he's he's like an old man I now. Know. He's yeah. like married and all Yeah, that. so he would come home from church going, Mr. Zach said this, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Zach all said that. <laughs> and it was like, why are you talking about the Cincinnati Bengals? I could care less about what they are. <laughs> Now he's a Joe Burrow fan, so he loves him. Oh, so, that's the worst. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is. He was Louisiana, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah okay. he and Jamar Chase. So you're welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, listen, I've got a couple of silly questions we always ask everybody to start off. So uh, what's your go-to dad outfit? Okay, first of all, I don't wear outfits. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't... You wear costumes. I've never... No, 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 no. I've never heard my dad go and say, like, you know what? Today, I think I'm going to wear this outfit. <laughs> So I was like, what in the world are you two? Like, no, I do not. I'll tell you what I wear okay. as okay. a dude, <laughs> as a guy, but I do not have outfits. What's your dude clothes? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, um, I lived in a small town in Louisiana. The only uh, real business around there, my parents owned like a mechanic shop, but the only like legit business uh, was a bank. And all the guys there would wear like uh, khakis and uh, some type of a dress shirt. So... Uh, when I we call those it, blouses. Uh, what's that? <laughs> we call those blouses. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's right. So, but uh, and I do not. Uh, but it was one of those things where that's what I always thought of as professional. So for me, I always love khakis. Mm-hmm. I have like twelve pair in my closet, um, and uh, that in a you know probably you know boots and a and a button up whatever. If I'm outside mowing the yard, hey, it's straight on. I mean, cargo shorts and old tennis shoes. So let's go, right? That's right. So that's pretty much it. I love that you're embracing the cargo khakis. You know they're coming back in style now, we've heard. So welcome I, to being cool again. I never knew that they were out of style. They were not ever out of style. I don't care what anyone says. I'm rocking my dad curved bell hat and my cargo khakis every day. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, because that was almost like popular when I was in college. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it all comes around. <laughs> Tag team back again. Uh, what's your best dad story? Um, so my wife was out of town. Our daughter got sick. I took uh, Caleb and dropped him off at school. Uh, Shelby was probably six years old, something like that. And I take her out on urgent care. And um, so I took her in her PJs. Did not think it was that big of a deal. So and I got home. <laughs> Shelby goes and tells on me. <laughs> my wife comes to me and says like, hey. Um, 
couple of things here. For once, she took Shelby to the doctor in her PJs. I was like, well, why not? She's sick, <laughs> she, you know? She goes, uh, but that's not how we do this. Like, okay, so that's probably that or I gave her spoiled milk one time and made her sick. So other than that, I've been pretty good. So. Does, she, does she drink milk now? Uh, no, she does not. So. Does she do it in cereal at all? Uh, ish. Ish. Yep. Yep. Spoiled milk, that'll change you. Yep. Yeah. And so it was, was spoiled mayo. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. True. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right, so, uh, Scott, you are a wizened father. Uh, so what advice would you give to a new dad? Um, thought about this a little bit when you um, asked me this uh, and sent me this the other day. And one of the things, I was a youth minister for about 13 years, so I kind of felt like I got a little bit of a, Heads up on on dads yeah. working with you know working with you know working with kids and uh, I was about to leave church camp. Uh, Kim and I were about to get married, and um, a youth minister there with us, pretty goofy guy, uh, but he some it was someone that he just enjoyed his family and he got ready to leave or I was getting ready to leave the camp to go get married. Um, that was poor planning on my part of a calendar, <laughs> and uh, he says, "Hey, so you're leaving here in a few minutes?" Huh? I was like, "Yeah." To get married, I was like, "Yep." He's like, "Having kids?" And I go, "I think, but I haven't got married yet, so let's see how that works." And he says, "Hey, whenever you have kids, I want to tell you one piece of advice." I'm like, what's that? And he's like, "Enjoy it. Mm. They're a lot of fun if you make it fun. Mm. You know, see them as an opportunity to have fun, have a great day, so you enjoy your kids." I would also say the second thing is is to to show up and be present. Mm. So that's what I would say: enjoy them and to show up and be present. Love it. Love it. Uh, so I've got a, a, a follow-up question um, going off script a little bit yeah. here. Uh, we, Zach and I have both been in education, and I had a, a similar feeling of, like, I thought I knew, like, what having kids would be like because I, I've been around other people's kids and, um, you know, kind of in that role of mentoring and guiding kids uh, in that in that realm. What What did you think you knew? about parenting based on that experience that was kind of upended or like just didn't turn out to like turn out the way that you thought it would. Yeah. Um, so the one thing, the one thing that I, I did learn was I'll say that first, because I think this was very interesting um, is that I would see kids kind of go off the rails when they would become a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then you'd find out that the house was not authentic. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, they would go, I'm, I'm looking through a church world, you know, their walk of Christ. So they're, but they go wild. And then to come to find out when you're having to kind of deal with the situation that maybe that the student had done, then you realize that behind closed doors, the house looks nothing like right. what it does out, you know, out, out publicly. So that was it. Um, I would say probably the thing that I thought that you all, that it was always the thing to where um, that just taking them to church was going to make it just we made everything easier, you know, and sometimes it was um, taking them to church and and getting them to love the church and, and Jesus was one of those things where you had to really work at it. And I just thought that was just a given. That's what you did. Right. You know, yeah. so. That's cool. Good, man. Uh, well, tell us about your ultimate family vacation. Um, so as a kid, um, you would um, live in Louisiana. The ultimate place to go to was Branson, Missouri. Really? Yes, it's eight wow. hours away. That's ah. fantastic. Yeah. So, but you you think you've made it if you get to go to Branson? <laughs> we would hear people, you know, people going to Branson, and I was like, man, what 
what is, you know, that sounds amazing. So I got to go two or three times uh, to where I, I took him on our honeymoon. So, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's only uphill from there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so now we live two hours from there and our kids, when they played sports, we drive down there. And yeah. We still go there and do stuff every now and yeah. then. But to me, that was what like the big time was, you yeah. know, was to get to go do something like that. So for me is after after because we when we moved to this part of, um, of Missouri, um, our son was five years old and our daughter was a month old. So we would run down there a lot of times and do that. But when we took them to uh, Disney, mm-hmm. you know, and they both kind of were old enough to realize kind of that we were there and and doing that stuff, whatever. That was the thing to where it was like, okay, this is to me is like I've made it as a dad. They've gotten to see the Magic Castle. Yeah. And this is awesome, and yeah, that was kind of it. So. That's awesome. Yep. Very cool. All right. So uh, it's a long road trip. What is uh, your best dad joke that you're telling along the way? Okay. Thought about this. Um, uh, did you hear about the angry uh, pancake? No. Yeah, he flipped out. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's the best I got. I like it. So. I have a feeling it's not the best you've got. It's not the best you've got. It's not about to be aired. It's what we heard. You've been censored. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, we want to transition a little bit. We want to ask a couple serious questions before we play our game. Uh, and if you didn't pick up from the quote at the beginning, we're talking Westerns today. I love Westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite movie genres. Uh, and then maybe just nostalgia. Uh, but uh, I miss my dad when I think about Westerns. And Scott and I both talk about Westerns, talk about losing our dads and so all that. But before we get all that stuff, we want to talk a little bit about some serious stuff. So I want to start with uh, you. You are in a different season of life than, than Scott and I. And we always like to kind of you know, gauge wisdom from somebody who has gone through a different season. So we want to ask, how has parenting changed now that uh, your children are adults? Yeah, so um, in Proverbs chapter 4, it talks about the need for wisdom and having wisdom. And um, so as as Caleb is now is married and he's in the education system and helping him navigate job interviews and all those different things that from graduating from college to Shelby being a freshman in college, the one thing that I feel like that is important is is that you still need to be their guardrails. Mm. So, and it helps if you do that before they go to college because there's going to be times they don't want to listen to you at things, but like once you, when they're kind of there, and even before Caleb and Shelby went, uh, my wife and I both kind of talked to them about, hey, here's some things you're going to experience at college. We did the same thing. Uh, before Caleb went to junior high, and he loved to play sports. So the first thing we did uh, when he was as a sixth grader is that we went to a junior high game because he knew all the boys ahead of him, and he's sitting there in the stands going, "Uh, the boys that always played in new sports aren't playing now. It's other boys playing. I was like, yeah, it all starts over, you know, and Mm -hmm. have those conversations with him. Talked about how to go to, you know, what what life is going to be like when you're going into a locker room. You know, and just and to do that same things, conversations with Shelby is, is that as well. So for us, I think the big thing was is, is to help them be their guardrails, you know, um, helping them know how to make decisions. I think in Proverbs, when he talks about um, just wisdom in chapter four there, it is that type of a thing that you're you're wanting to help them how to make wise decisions. Because as, as a youth minister, um, you know, for years and now still working in the church, you just see the results of parents making bad decisions and the kids having to deal with, with those poor decisions. So I just want to kind of help them be able to do that, um, have honest conversations with them. I think that is a big deal. Um, you know, um, when you have those at home, 
um, when they're younger, you can have those when they're adults. So I think that's a big thing. And then, um, again, just helping them with, with how to make decisions is a big thing for us. Awesome. Uh, so we, and at, at our church, we had a, um, a sixth grade young men's retreat. Um, and you spoke to, uh, the dads that were, that were there and kind of, um, talked about something that you and your wife have done as far as life versus mm-hmm. goes. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about that and how that kind of helps that guardrail, that yep. guide rail system. Yeah. So, uh, I wish being the minister that I was, say I was the spiritual one that had this idea, <laughs> Um, but it was my wife, Kim, and she was actually, um, she was in a class that uh, a man that is good friends with, I mean, or a, a, a good friend of Zach's, uh, it was Nolan Head, his, Tim's dad, was teaching the class, and he talked about life verses for his kids and that they would pray over those. So for Kim came back talking about that, how Nolan had said that or whatever, so she picked out uh, Caleb's verse, and it comes from Numbers chapter 14. It says, my servant Caleb has a different spirit, and he follows me wholeheartedly. And he said, your task is, you know, she said to me, your task is to, to come up with Shelby's. So Shelby's is, it comes from Proverbs 31, it says that she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh all the days to come. So when I would have a conversation with Shelby, I would talk about sometimes about her verse, but it also gave me a way to know how to pray for her. Same way with Caleb when he's going through something, and we would just, you know, we would just encourage them with that. But it kept it all on our minds. Um, um, you know, we have when you come into the entry of our house, uh, there's a picture of both of them in that verse underneath their, That's you cool. know, underneath their picture there, and it was just as a reminder for us of what that was. So, yeah. awesome. Thank you. Well, uh, which uh, season or age was the most difficult, and what advice would you give to somebody who's parenting in that season? Um, I would think as uh, one of the things is when they begin to get a little bit older and friends starts to change maybe the landscape of how they act at times. Um, Andy Stanley has a has a quote that he says that your friends will determine the quality and the direction of your life. So for us, it was one of the things to where we begin to see sometimes we would see changes a little bit in them and have to have conversations about about friends and how friends are not going to change who we are. And I think that was one of the things that was probably a little bit more difficult and that they had a good friend making sure that they still were able to connect with them. We, you know, our kids went to a school that where um, all the fifth graders went to, to one school, but they all were in pods. So you might not even see your friend. Mm-hmm. So if it was someone that was a good friend, we would try to do our best to make sure they still stay, kept that friendship because it's easy for that to fall away. So I would say though, but that's when it got, I would say probably about that 14 to 15 ages in there got a little bit more challenging with that a little bit. Um, and also, too, because sometimes uh, as they get older, life isn't fair and stuff happens to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mistreated or they're picked on or something like that, kind of in that junior high, um, early high school thing there. So that was just one of the things. And understanding for me was just that um, – knowing that not only can I not fix it, but I got, I got to guide this. And how do you guide this to where my parents used to say to me all the time, Hey, if you have a problem with one of your friends, you got to figure it out. We'll give you advice, but we're not getting involved because mm-hmm. the moment we get involved and their parents getting involved, y'all were fine in two days and we never talk again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So that was also in the back of our mind is how do you do this yeah. in a way that you keep that? So I would say that's, that is probably the toughest time. With your two, did you find that uh, like there were individual 
times in each of theirs that was difficult? Like, uh, was there a different time that was more difficult in Caleb's than there was with Shelby, or they both kind of hit the same time? Yeah, I think Caleb's was, um, as he got older, um, sometimes the demand of sports from even people in the community, (laughs) you know, have a bad game and someone kind of make a snide mark to you, you you know, or someone direct message you on Mm -hmm. on even Facebook back in the day, you know, and he's got these 35-year-old dads ticked off at him because he messed up in a play or whatever it was. So it was for him, it was also how to navigate um, just some of that. Also, um, even trying to to navigate him on on dating, you know, for the fact that um, he would have a lot of, um, you know, girls that would reach out to him, you know, and, and, and we would be like, hey, that's not a good idea. Like, you don't need to go out with her. Uh-huh. I understand that she's cute, but that is that is trouble, you know. <laughs> and, and just trying to recognize that with him. For Shelby, it was a little bit um, more of um, just helping her to understand even that um, a decision, you know, that you make, um, there are there might be consequences to it. Like, say that it's like um, I'm going to gonna do something about I might not invite all my friends I might just invite two or three of them because I don't I really can't invite everybody and then sometimes that that comes with a price mm-hmm. um I would say for her it was probably even you know probably that 11th and 12th grade year at times a little bit of that of how to navigate that and what that looks like so cool uh all right so how uh how do you teach your daughter to communicate and differentiate between opinions that don't match your values like, yeah. Like, how do you, how do we? Because we we've had this this conversation of like, yeah. how do we teach our kids to have like tough conversations and disagreements without like being rude? Like, how do we? And it doesn't your daughter. That's a repeat question. I just like it a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that was the um that was one of the ones too because what happens to you is, in, um in the you know out there in the world that that they live in, um you're. You're trying to do it through uh, maybe a Christian walk or a Christian look yeah. of how to have this conversation and being honest with it, but also um, trying to be as transparent as you can, but also you don't know other people's agenda whenever they've kind of done something too. So mm-hmm. for us, I would say that for, for Kim and I both, we, we would definitely would just talk to, to her about making sure that, um, you know, if you say that, this is probably there's there is going to be a consequence if right. you say that mm-hmm. you know that friendship probably is going to be messed up i know you're mad but if you say that there's going to be a consequence to that and the consequence might be they might never speak to you again or we might say um i don't think they're mature enough to handle the conversation that way you're not like you need to kind of back off on that a little bit because they you know it might be a thing to where um they don't have a lot of rules yep. so when you're trying to, to talk to them and say that's not something my parents are allowed me to do but they never had a rule well they're not going to understand that whatever and you just have to say you know that's just not something that's just that's going to work for me whatever that is but it is how do you gauge your values with you know with with, you know with someone that isn't um that doesn't quite understand that was kind of hard but sometimes it was also like um you know you know with shelby is it's like even a conversation that she's frustrated about um, and it didn't happen often, but she would even kind of come back at a, you know, at her mom or I, and we're like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not, we understand that you're frustrated, but you're not also talking to us that way. Yeah. You know, like that's not how this is going to work. Yep. You know, so that was a big thing for us. Cool. 
we want to transition to our game. Uh, and we're going to talk about Westerns, and, and i got to be honest, uh, like I said, it's maybe nostalgia. I've been missing my dad a lot, and uh, it's one of those things where we used to watch a lot of Westerns together, and uh, one of those things just, you know, kind of a, a moment that was shared, and, and I don't remember what it was. I was watching some Western um, recently, and I was like, oh, man, I just want to talk about Westerns. So uh, we are going to have Scott on anyhow, and we were going to talk color code, but it didn't work out timing-wise. We're like, I know Scott likes Westerns, so we're going to get you in on the Western conversation, Scott. So uh, we're going to do a draft. Um, here's our, our parameters for a draft. We're going to do a snake draft. Uh, like always, we're going to draft um, one movie that has been filmed post-2000, one that was filmed between 1960 and 2000, and then one that was filmed pre-1960. Then we're going to have uh, draft a hero, a sidekick, a villain, and then a damsel-slash-love interest from the movie. So uh, we, uh, we'll let uh, Scott, uh, we're going to let you go first with the pick, and you chose to pick third. Yes. So a snake draft is going to take third, fourth, and that means Scott, you and I, or what are we doing? Are we gonna, uh, you know, like are always paper rock scissor for this one, or what are we gonna do? To I'll it? just go in the the middle. I know you're gonna. You want a first. I I don't pick. necessarily want first pick. <clears throat> I right. just uh, I I I I I have an idea what I want to do. So uh, all right, let's rock paper scissor it. Okay. Okay. What do you want? So I I won. Um, I'm I'm gonna go middle. I want two. I want pick two. You want pick two? Yeah, because I, I I want one or two movies. So I uh, I think I'm gonna. Okay, uh, first overall pick. Uh, so uh, I also absolutely love westerns, love easterns. I love. I don't know if northerns are a thing, but I do. <laughs> I do love easterns. You know, uh, kung fu movies and all that kind of stuff. But uh, westerns hold a very dear place in my heart. It's one of the first things that I uh, kind of bonded with my grandfather, yeah. like over watching mm-hmm. like old westerns. Um, so I I watch all of them that I can. So I'm gonna go first overall pick. I'm gonna go with Sidekick. Okay. And I'm going to go with Doc Holliday from Tombstone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I figured you were going to take him at some point in time. I'm, I'm hopeful that you have another great sidekick, but that's that's my sidekick. Yeah, I, I do have a sidekick I, I thought I was going to get later. Uh, I want movie, and I was afraid you were going to take my, my movie. Um, I want my 1960 to 2000, and I want Tombstone. I oh, want yeah. The movie no, Tombstone, that's good. That's good. Uh, the whole movie. Um, and it was between that one and one other movie that's in the same time period. I was going to take either that one or Unforgiven. I had to get one of those two. They're my two favorite Western movies. Yeah, that's fair. So I wanted to make sure I got one of those, and that's why I went second. So I'm going to take Tombstone and, uh, for my second pick, and that's my 1960 to 2000 movie. Scott, you get two in a row. Okay. Uh, what are you choosing? Um, I will go Hero first, okay. and I will go uh, John Wayne. Uh, any particular movie, John Wayne? Uh, like John Wayne is basically the same character in all his movies. I'll give you that, but exactly, yeah. So, so you got to pick one. We're so make you pick one. Well, I mean, you could go everything. I mean, the one that I saw all the time that my grandpa loved was probably True Grit. Okay, yeah, was that one there? So, but I was I, like, and eh, that's a, that's a legit hero. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're going to go with that one or like Rooster Cogburn is the other one. I think of like John Wayne. I think, oh yeah, yeah that's a classic John Wayne one. Okay, yeah, one. yeah. John Wayne, True Grit is your hero. Yeah, we going second. Um, I will go, um, I'll go villain. Okay. And I'll go Jesse James. From which movie? Um. Because he's the hero in Young Guns. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But he's still, he still is a villain. He's a villain, yeah, but depending on the movie. Um, probably Outlaw Jesse James. Man, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's an underrated one, I think, when people think about Westerns. Okay, I like it. All right, my turn again. Um, 
I'm going to save sidekick because I think I'm going to get my sidekick later. Um, and I want, I want to choose my hero. Um, and I want, uh, I want the preacher from Pale Rider. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love that one. Yeah. Pale Rider's a great one. And it's, and it's, that's Clint Eastwood. So are we taking Clint Eastwood off the board since, because I mean, you can. Taking John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. I mean, that's the, the thing. Like, because I could do like, I mean, it was okay. between him and William Money. Like, oh, I, man. I wanted Clint Eastwood. What are you guys gonna do with me taking Val Kilmer off the board? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never. Get we're gonna be very man. safe. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good with that. I so, think there's. Is enough. that what we're doing? Is that yeah. so? Once you take a, an actor, that that yeah that was off because I think this could easily just be a Clint Eastwood draft. So and what John Wayne? Yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm okay. good with that. I'm so, good with that. So then preacher. Wish I would have had the uh, rules to the game from the start. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's good. I like yeah. it. So that's uh, Clint Eastwood and Preacher. Which, yep. I mean, him and William Money. The problem with him and William Money is like, he's so dark. And at the beginning of the movie, he's such a you know a weakling almost. He gets beat up there by uh, by Gene Hackman's character. Yep. Oh, man. So good. Okay. And, yep. um, I'm going to take uh, Preacher. And that's uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with villain on mine. And I'm going to go with uh, Gene Hackman from Unforgiven. Mm. That was going to be my next pick. Yeah. So <laughs> I hate you a little bit right now. I had a slight feeling that it would be, but he's just such a good yeah, dynamic. He's... Like his character arc is just menacing. Like I I, I love that movie. What's his name? What's his name? I think he's the lawman. Yeah. Uh, give me a second. Give you a second and like let you look I, it I'm up. Googling. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking that his name was Little Bill. Oh Little yeah, Little Bill. Bill. Little yeah, Bill Daggett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a. It's been a minute. Okay, you get another pick. I do. Oh, and I'm That's first snake draft. I'm first overall pick, aren't I? Um, let's go with <clears throat> ooh the uh, love interest. And I, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Just, just a second. <laughs> this is classic <laughs> podcasting. I am editing this out. <laughs> I thought you'd be prepared. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long week. Uh, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, so my uh, damsel slash love interest is gonna be Lily von Stoop. Uh, from Blazing Saddles. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, okay. Madeline Kahn. Yeah, yeah, Madeline Kahn. She was hilarious. <laughs> All right, it's my turn. Yes. Okay. Uh, no one else can take a villain, so I can win in my villain. Um, I've already got my hero. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Uh, I want to get my. I want to get my pre nineteen sixty, okay, the movie. Um, yeah, we're all lined up on that one, so I'd go ahead and get that one out of the way. Um, That's like your kicker. <laughs> I mean, but if I don't get it, I, like I've only seen a, you know a few of them, and I actually really loved. Okay. Um, and isn't it? Uh, it's uh, these, these aren't the spaghetti westerns, right? Spaghetti westerns are all before nineteen sixty, correct? Uh, I can fact check you on that. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go um, Magnificent Seven. You that's nineteen sixty exactly. No, yeah. So it has to be pre nineteen sixty. Oh man. So that one doesn't. So count. you okay. want to take nineteen sixty no, to two thousand? Yeah. I already did. That's Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know that was before nineteen sixty. Okay, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rooster Cogburn. I want Rooster Cogburn for. No, I feel bad. Oh, you can't take him. Yes, I can. In my the movie. 
The movie oh. Mr. Cogburn. Okay. I, I don't even know how to works. spell that. Uh, R-O-O-S-T-E-R. Not that far. <laughs> <laughs> the other word, I'm not even sure what you're saying. I'm just trying to help you out here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, let's... Um... Ooh. Oh, it's not me. It's it's Scott. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you. Yeah. Okay. Because I need so, time. Uh, Pre-1960, I'm going to go Old Yeller. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 And then 1960 to 2000, um, I was going to go with Apple and Dunkling game. Did oh, you yeah. ever see those at Disney? Apple but I'm gonna, instead, uh, I'm going to go with The Three Amigos. Okay. Yes, that that's list. a good pick. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's a good pick. Thank you. Well played. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Yep. Okay. Um, since we, uh, I want to get my post two thousand movie. I'm getting movies out of the way. Um, and this one's tough. Uh, um, for me, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Open Range. Cause I just like it. Mm-hmm. It's not a great western, but it feels like a classic western. It's also like a slog. It's got Robert Duvall in it, right? Yep. Yeah, Costner. See, I always wanted to talk like Robert Duvall. If I could talk like him, oh man, yeah, that'd be especially like in Days of Thunder. I always want to talk like, um, oh, what's his name? Um, that doesn't help. Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh yeah, Sam yes. Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott. Yep. Beef for dinner. I can't do yep. it. Uh, yep. But here's the thing: I, I'm going to take um, Open Range, but my second pick. I don't, I don't know if it counts as a western because it would have been my first pick. Does Hell or High Water count as a Western? Yeah. You think so? I, I would that I would definitely count. That's I'd rather have that one than Open Range. Yeah, I think that's a, that's like a, that's it's like a modernized it's, Western. It's, yeah, it's a modern Western, which would, I think counts. Would you take that one, Scott? Yeah. yeah. Think, okay, then I'm going to change it because if I could do it, then I want Hell or High Water. Yeah, well, I yeah. also call Three Amigos a Western too. So, yeah, okay. I did too though. <laughs> but that's, okay. a, I think that is a yes. Western though. Same, same in the yeah. same vein as Blazing Saddles. Yes. Like, I don't yes. think there's any debate yeah. there. Okay, Tell us we will die like dogs. <laughs> You will die like those. <laughs> I do not think that word. Have <laughs> your watch when you are dead. <laughs> my son still says that every time. What am I watching? Can I have your watch when you are dead? <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, then I'm going to take Hell or High Water for my post 2000. Okay. So for mine, I'm going to go. Uh, you still have your hero. Yeah. And then all three of your movies. And all three of my movies. Uh, I was going to go my 60 to 2000. You- I'm just saying, none of us can take something in the sixty-two thousand. Oh, post two thousand. Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna. Well, I'm. I've got all the things that you guys don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go post post two thousands movie though, and I'm gonna go uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, that one was yeah. That's yeah, a, that's a good one. I enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I like it better than the Hateful Eight. Yes, I agree. So. All right, and then I've got two picks, don't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm going to go with my uh, 1960 to 2000 movie, and I'm going to go Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Ooh, that's a good one. That is one of my favorites of all time. Okay, we're just dead air typing right now. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay. Um... You both look so important. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna make a mark. Oh, it's your pick. It's my pick. Yeah. Um. I don't debate. I've got two picks left. Three. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna do my uh damsel love interest, and uh I'm debating. Here's the thing. I'm debating between two movies. You guys have both mentioned. Uh. I'm debating between uh Tombstone. Sorry, not Tombstone. Um. Three Amigos and uh Django Unchained. And I think I'm gonna go 
with uh, Django Unchained uh, and Broomhilda from Django Unchained as mm. the as the love interest. But I mean, he yep. literally goes on a quest for her. Yeah, I feel like that's a great one. So I'm gonna take Broomhilda from Django Unchained. Okay. Scott, you got your final two picks. Okay, so one of them sidekick, right? You've got sidekick. Oh, you've got three. Yeah, you've got sidekick. You've got damsel, love interest, and post two thousand movie. So two, two okay. of those. So sidekick, I'm gonna go Tonto. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Beautiful. I was gonna go Slim Pickens, but yeah. <laughs> would have also been yeah, great. But, yeah. uh, are we talking Johnny Depp here? Uh, no. Are we talking? No. <laughs> I'm no. just clarifying. No, the one that wasn't a flop. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. The one that didn't set a movie, you know, company back millions of dollars. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably Shanghai Noon. Yep. On uh, post two thousand. Is either that or Wait. the Robert? Oh, Shanghai. Shanghai Noon. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, that is a good one. Yeah. I, it's underrated. Yes, as you can tell, I don't need a lot of thought. I just like that he does. I don't think a whole lot in, a, in yeah. the movie. I like that he does like a whole singing in the rain business in the middle of that, and like uh, yeah. kicking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to find um, my villain's name, his character name. Uh, it's. Have you seen the movie Silverado? Yeah, I love Silverado. It's one of my favorite That's movies. A good one. Um, the bad guy is. Um, oh, he's fantastic, and why can't I think of his name? We're gonna have to edit this out because yep. we're gonna have to edit a lot of this. Yeah, uh, I get to. That's one with Danny Glover, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's Brian Dennehy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dennehy. Uh, I want. Uh, I want uh, Cobb. I couldn't remember his character name. Yeah, I want. Uh, Brandon he is Cobb from Silverado, which for me, like there are three movies that I absolutely love as westerns, and they're all in the same time frame. Like I said, it was Tombstone, Unforgiven, and Silverado. Like I could watch those on repeat all the time, and they're all right there. Like that's the westerns I grew up on. I love those. Uh, oh man, yeah. So I, I knew I could only take one, and I knew like okay, I gotta get one of. The, I gotta make sure I get at least one of those three. But it looks like no one took those, so I could have maybe waited. Chose <laughs> but I'm gonna take Brad Dennehy from as Cobb from. Silverado. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. What did make him feel good about what he just did right there? It's what I, you know. It's what I, it's what this podcast <laughs> I, is. Well, I lose every draft basically. I've won like two, and and Ragsdale likes to harass me about it. It's your turn, Scott. You get to choose either hero or pre sixties movie. Okay. Um. So I think for hero, I I've got a an internal struggle, an internal debate going on inside of me, which is why it's internal. Um. <laughs> The I, I was thinking about Jim West from Wild Wild West. Mm. I wasn't really actually thinking about Jim West. Uh, <laughs> like you were gonna let me go with that. I was like, whatever, man. You, Jim West, Desperado. You no, you do don't that? mean you nada. Do um, and then no, the, but for real, I was thinking about uh, Josie Wales. Yeah. Um, but that's Clint Eastwood, so I can't go with Josie Wales. But I love the outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, so great, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the uh, harmonica from Once Upon a Time in the West, um, which is, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think it is a great, and Henry Fonda is a great villain in that one, but um, the uh, Charles Bronson character in that like i love the opening scene of just him playing the harmonica as the train is like leaving the station and then he just instantly just unloads on three guys like it's 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 great he's great great character great hero 
Okay, uh, so for my... Oh, wait, do I get two? Yeah, you do. You do. Okay, my pre-1960. Pre yeah. I'm going to go uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre for my pre-1960s. Just a classic Humphrey Bogart movie. I've actually um, never seen that one. Oh, really? It's, it's yeah, okay. at 19, well, it's 1946. I'm not saying, oh, really, like it's something that you should have seen. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a black and white, like Humphrey Bogart movie. So if that's not like your jam, um, but I enjoy that one. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, my last pick is my sidekick, and I'm struggling between um, Ned from Unforgiven and um, uh, King Schultz, uh, Dr. King Schultz from um, Django Unchained. Yep. He's so good in that. Like, it's he, just, and Christoph Waltz is hilarious. Yeah. Two very different types of sidekicks. Yeah, way different. Um, so I guess it depends on which one I want to. Uh, I've got the preacher, Clint Eastwood, so I feel like the one that makes more sense is. Ned, but uh, I just my heart goes with King Schultz, so I'm well, gonna take Doctor King Schultz. I'm glad that you did because that's the first good decision you oh, made oh. in a draft. <laughs> like when you're talking about those two sidekicks, one is clearly I have Clint Eastwood more pronounced. You're not actually making the movie. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is your scrapbook movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I want to make these a scrapbook pages now with just these characters, yes. <laughs> and then see what this movie looks like. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, hey, uh, Scott, finish this off. Okay, so love interests come in from the movie Rio Bravo. Okay. The John Wayne movie. Mm -hmm. um, Angie uh, Dickinson. I think her oh, character yeah. name was Feathers, and. Uh, uh, the only reason why is because one time I was watching a movie with my grandpa and she was on the screen and goes, son, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't wish that your grandma looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. So that, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> What a way to wrap up the draft right there. That's all I got, boys. Uh, <laughs> wow, hey, Scott, what was your 1960s pick again? Uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's recap the draft. All right, so <laughs> I guess I'll recap the draft. Well, all right, so uh, with the typing, that would be with helpful. the. Uh, shh. Okay. All right. All right, with the first pick, uh, uh, my draft is, this is Scott Ragsdale. Um, I had Harmonica from Once Upon a Time in uh, the West as my hero, as my sidekick, Doc Holliday, as my villain, Gene Hackman from Unforgiven. Uh, the um, damsel love interest is Lily Von Stoop from Blazing Saddles. Uh, my post-2000s movie was Django Unchained. My 1960s-2000s was Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And my pre-1960s movie was Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Uh, Zach coming in hot with the preacher, Clint Eastwood, um, from, uh, what, what was that, Fistful uh, of Dollars? Yeah, no, it's... Um Pale Rider. Oh, Pale Rider. Yeah, my bad. Um, it takes the, the, the axe handle scene. Oh, yeah. No, that's fantastic. So that's that's a beautiful scene. Um, the sidekick, Dr. King Schultz from Django Unchained. Villain was Cobb from Silverado. Uh, the damsel, love interest, is Broomhilda from Django Unchained. Uh, Post-2000 movie is Hell or High Water. Uh, 1960 to 2000s is Tombstone. And Rooster Cogburn is your pre-1960s movie. And then... Mr. Ensminger with his hero, John Wayne from True Grit, 
sidekick Tonto from Lone Ranger, not the Johnny Depp Tonto. <laughs> uh, the villain was Jesse James uh, from Jesse James Outlaw. And then uh, damsel slash love interest is Feathers, <laughs> his almost grandma. Uh, That's right. Mario Bravo. Um, and then the post-2000s movie was Shanghai Noon and the 1960 to 2003 Amigos and the pre-1960s Old Yeller. It's like you laugh, you laugh, and then you cry. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you need the other two to make up for yeah, watching right. Old Yeller. Yeah, let's start off with that one. I wouldn't end with that one. <laughs> when I saw the draft come up at first, I was like, okay, I see. I saw all I could see with draft, and all I saw on the second three would just have best westerns. I was like, I don't know. I guess the one in Omaha. Like, I didn't know. I didn't see. When it first came up the first time, it didn't show all the different things on here that y'all had. I was like, I don't know. Keokuk, Iowa? I, I got no clue on that one. And this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Best Western. Hotel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Dad Shores Podcast. Don't forget to find us where you find your podcast. Like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, we laid all those five-star ratings we can get because that's how the algorithm tells people to find our Dad Shores Podcast. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at Dad Shores Podcast. We're on TikTok, but we have not done the TikTok thing like I we were supposed know, to. Because I'm lame. I, yeah. I'll get there. And I, I also keep, missed a week because yeah. um, I am also lame. So. You were doing it. You should probably say, yeah, last week's episode didn't drop because... Uh, we were doing. You were doing the 48-hour yep. film festival that you do every year. And yes. So we recorded an episode, and so you're going to get you know bonus a week late. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll get better at TikTok stuff. It's just we're busy season right now. Yeah. So this is a rough time of year. Uh, and then uh, don't forget to you can email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you for not saying subscribe. I have not said it in a long. long I know, time. but like today you enunciated. It was really nice. Like, subscribe, and rate. I like it. Have a wonderful day. See you later.